Lincoln here from Turn to Burn and welcome to another Divine Downloads. This is FamTFamily.com's Biblical News for the Confused where we mentor biblically literate males to explore challenging spiritual issues to make your family strong. We are grateful for your attention today and today's topic is on Christian protest. And the main thing about this topic is we want to coach and mentor families to know how to serve amidst bad leadership. We're grateful for your attention today. And we have a number of biblical anchors that you are, we are going to be exploring today on this topic of Christian protest serving amidst bad leadership. And these biblical anchors include Matthew 23, 11, Jeremiah 23, 4 to 6, Romans 13, 1 to 8, and Hosea 8, verse 4. We urge you to just jot those down. We are going to go, we're going to be touching on these amidst, amongst other biblical anchors. Are Christians to be pacifists under bad world leaders? The short answer to that is no. That's not who we saw Jesus be. That's not who Jesus revealed himself to be, a pacifist. However, many teach that Christians are to submit to and therefore blindly follow all leaders as unto God as he appoints all kings. However, Hosea 8 verse 4 opposes the notion that God or Yahweh appoints all kings. Also, does subjecting to leadership mean blind obedience? Despite the Greek word for subjection including obedience, should that obedience be blind? Beyond the perversion of the turned other cheek doctrine, Jesus vividly opposes the passivity of blind obedience. He opposes the passivity of blind obedience to world leaders with his open opposition to and condemnation of these anti-Christian leaders in tracks like Matthew 23. And Matthew 23 is very consistent with Jer Jeremiah 23, woe. And Jesus has a lot of woes just like Jeremiah has a lot of woes, which is lamenting the state that these, that these Christian leaders are in. Christ did not physically cancel these unloving community leaders as they do serve a purpose to be a consequence of our unloving choices. That is, bad humans follow bad leaders and vice versa. So there must be bad leaders for bad humans to follow. This also explains a reason for Satan and Satan is the opposer of humanity, the opposer of love satan's continued existence in first peter 2 verses 13 to 14 peter taught that the leaders we should totally obey are those who punish evil and reward good now as an aside peter wants to prepare the dispersed believers in asia for persecution and not engage in military violence which would taint the Christian brand of people prepared to revolt against sin by unfearing, unfair suffering in discipleship. Discipleship is our protest weapon. Peter is ensuring here that we are not 
going down the line of let's say the Maccabean revolt where the Maccabean um, family the priests of that lineage they actually went into a, a, a military revolt and there were people called zealots that follow that line um, yes the zealots were different from the Maccabeans in a sense uh, the Maccabeans were priests a lot of the zealots were not priests as far as I understand but Peter is ensuring that we our, our suffering our revolt is our suffering is our revolt our Christian discipleship is our revolt now we see that satanic leaders do the opposite of 1 Peter 2 verse 13 to 14. That is, satanic leaders reward evil and punish good. To avoid submission to these leaders, Yahweh had strict guidelines for the king his people should submit to and feel comfortable obeying. Deuteronomy 17 14 to 20 shows that in anticipation of the appearance of the Messiah. His theocratic king and priest is the Messiah, and Jesus and uh, Yahweh wanted to ensure that one he wanted to be the one that was their, their king. He established the people to be their God, the Jews to be their God and their king. But everybody else around them have a human king, and the Jews want a human king like everybody else. And he said he knew this was going to happen. He tries to set some parameters in place so that they can have a relatively good-ish kind of king. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Willesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Welcome back to this Divine Downloads on Christian Protest. How do we teach our families to make good choices amidst bad leadership and we ended the previous segment on the people wanting a king the hebrew people the jews wanting a king and yahweh giving them guidelines as to what kind of king they should submit themselves to we're grateful for your continued attention today we're making this point that today we remain god wanted to be the both the king and the priest the political and the spiritual leader of the Hebrews and of all humanity. But today we remain situated under distinct mortal and spiritual leadership and we are challenged to navigate both. That is, for now, there is spiritual and human leadership that opposes the destined messianic spiritual and human leadership of Jesus of Nazareth. And we can see that in Psalm 2 verses 1 to 3. The messianic community locally incarnates Christ's reign as the advance party for his millennium global reign on earth and do so amidst antichrist worldly rebellion. The messianic world order, who people call Christians, 
show people a localized glimpse in our spheres of influence of what Christ's global leadership and reign will be like when he physically returns. And that's our view here. We have a kind of millennialist, millennialist view of the, the, the thousand-year reign. Uh, meanwhile, the Tanakh or the Hebrew Old Testament shows that all the Israelite and over three-quarter of the, the Judaic kings were bad or unloving kings as they became self-centered and less focused on serving the people according to Yahweh's law and will. Christ commands that a display of higher or elevated leadership is where leaders see their governance as sacrificial community service, both in terms of actually getting their hands dirty manually, meeting the needs that is washing feet, subjects' feet or washing your disciples' feet, family members' feet, children, wife, etc.'s feet, but also in meeting non-manual political or governance needs by being a community teacher, a mission evangelist, a thoughtful planner, a visionary, a, discipl a disciplinarian and a judge, a rewarder, a provider, a protector, a mediator, etc. And you can see St. Mark 10, 43 to 45. Whether we are manually serving or politically or cerebrally serving, the mindset must be to wash our community's feet as community leaders inside and outside our homes. So the Bible details of various people love God amid mostly bad or non-loving, non-messianic, non-God-powered, human 1.0 leadership that drains life out of the community and the family versus adding life to it. See John 10 verse 10. That is, leaders who make their people walk around with dirty feet. However, Yahweh is a leader who wants his people's feet clean and protects us amidst bad leadership. The biblical story, and here we look at the Bible as a combination of the Old and New Testament. We know Jews, uh, traditional Jews, etc. don't validate the New Testament. But the biblical story, according to the Christian Bible, shows characters. Example, Joseph, Esther, Mordecai, Daniel, and Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, who were blessed and promoted amidst unloving human leadership. However, Yahweh is not just blessing the righteous, but he also condemns bad leaders. You can see Jeremiah 23 and Matthew 23 for details. For messianic leadership to arise, Babylon's leaders must fall. See Isaiah 13, Isaiah 21, 9, Jeremiah 51, 8, Revelation 14, 8. As humanity cannot serve two masters. Now, how do we deal with bad and unloving leadership? 1. Don't follow it. Jesus tells people to avoid following bad leadership, as both the blind and those who follow them will end up in the ditch. See Matthew 15, 14. One issue, however, is that if you are blind, you will be ignorant of the which leadership, of which leadership you are under. So it's best to firstly get sight, and Luke 24 verse 45 shows how that is done. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 shows more dangers of blindness. 
a bad king's subjects can suffer for their king's errors. One of King Saul's son, Jonathan's main weakness was that he blindly followed his father Saul into battle and ended up dying horribly, you can see 1 Samuel 31. Pharaoh was also a leader who exposed his subjects to the consequences of his bad choices, as because he was stubborn, the nation of Egypt suffered 10 plagues and then bankruptcy and lost their army. See Exodus 7-10. King David also exposed his subjects to the consequences of his choice to disobey Yahweh and census the nation. And this led to thousands of Hebrews being killed. See 1 Chronicles 21. Following bad leaders welcomes the followers into the consequences of the leader's actions. This is critical for marriage, business, parenting, politics, etc. However, do we just leave bad leaders to mislead others? The second response to bad leaders is to subvert and to destabilize or disrupt bad leadership. can hear from Divine Downloads and we're continuing on this episode of Christian Protest. How do we mentor and coach our families to make good choices amongst bad leaders, bad leadership? We just said the first thing that we want to mentor families to do is not to follow bad leaders. And the second thing we ended on saying is that where you're already in a situation where you're under bad leadership, you might be in a family where the head of the family is not saved or you might be in a government that is not Christian or you may be in a business that is clearly not being run in, along Christian principles, you're now to subvert, destabilize, disrupt bad leadership. Now God's people or Yahweh's people, people who follow the son of Yahweh according to our Christian faith, Jesus of Nazareth, these people must straddle honoring human leaders and see Romans 13, 1-8 but only worshiping Yahweh, see Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. And this often requires subversive or disruptive rebellion against bad leadership. Not subverting bad leadership is non-loving, as bad leaders cause their followers to stumble. Those who sit by with bad leadership are accomplices to bad leaders, and the one who allows people to stumble voids their own life. See Mark 9.42, Leviticus 19.14. So what kind of subversive people should the messianic world order or who the people call the church or Christians be to combat and revolt against the world's bad leadership? It's an act of violent revolt to passionately trust Jesus of Nazareth as Savior and King. There is a war for your loyalty and your loyalty shows which side of humanity you are on. The Holy Bible teaches that Christ served under the anointing and anointing here is Yahweh's empowerment for on-call or active community leadership and rescue. Of, so he is 
under the anointing of his father amidst the oppressive and confused leadership of Romans, Idumeans, Pharisees, and Sadducees, his earthly family, Zealots, Essenes, etc. Jesus was blessed, rewarded, and crowned to the highest throne for his service and love amidst a spaghetti bowl of bad leadership. Paul speaks to the Holy Spirit's fruit as a contrast to the works of the flesh. Remember, between Galatians, between the, the, the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit, there is a but. Christianity, at least in the King James Version, Christianity is a personal war for the dominance of the Spirit, which is love, and against that of the flesh, which is selfishness. And so, showcasing the Holy Spirit's character is an apex subversive act in the face of bad leadership. The anointing is as much about establishing good rule as it's about deposing bad rule and conquering demonic leadership challenges. In Exodus 1, the midwives, midwives Shipra and Poor, deliberately disobeyed Pharaoh's command to not deliver any male Hebrew babies, and they delivered Moses, who would eventually overthrow Pharaoh. God endorsed, or Yahweh endorsed this by giving them houses. That is, God seems to endorse messianic protests against bad leadership, as a house in Hebrew culture is both a building and a family. So, God entrusts family to those who oppose bad leadership. The same Peter who wrote 1 Peter 2.13 also had to make a bold choice when told to not preach in Jesus' name, and he told authorities to do their thing, but he must follow Yahweh. You can see Acts 5 verse 29. In Acts 5 verse 17 to the end of that chapter, Peter showed submission and subordination to the local authorities by recognizing them and not being physically disrespectful as per Romans 13, but only worship Jesus, that is, acting from his loyalty to Jesus above all. The Gospel reveals Peter as a man capable of lethal physical violence, so he exercised tremendous restraint in Acts 5. Contrary to the night in the Gethsemane Garden when he almost killed one of the temple servants, Malchus, Peter now understood how Jesus wanted his men to fight and lead. Through displaying heaven's power with signs and proclaiming the gospel to our leaders. This is a strong message to females in abusive marriages, children with neglectful parents, and plebeians or common citizens in abusive governments rebel through loving messianic evangelism and discipleship in your homes and communities. The book of Acts shows that the messianic community incarnates good leadership amidst bad leadership based on the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the breath of God that was breathed into man in Genesis. The best thing a messianic believer can do regardless of leadership, is to miraculously love and serve God and their neighbors. And you can see Mark 10, 43, Luke 22, 25 to 27. 
or someone you know are interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Wellesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Thank you for your continued attention as we continue this discussion on Christian protest, how to coach our families, mentor our families to make loving and good choices amongst bad leadership. And we made the point last time that um, we, the biggest, the biggest thing that we can do as a believer is to love the biggest form of protest is to love and serve God and our neighbors it despite their being good or them being good or bad no amount of public physically violent protests against bad leadership which Paul seems to prohibit and protest voting will substitute for loving humanity like Christ does this also applies to domestic rebellion in response to bad family leadership so your domestic quarreling won't save you either so we must let messianic evangelism and discipleship be our protest now let's protest through service in your church prayer and charity to the weak which includes your oppressors the apostle paul follows the doctrine of not being vengeful against local leaders see romans 12 17 to 21 but obeying earthly leaders with the doctrine of not being obligated to any earthly principle except love, Romans 13.8. So we should be debtors to none, including paying what is required by the state. However, we owe our leaders love over obedience, and love often means opposing someone's bad choices. See Proverbs 27.5, Proverbs 3, verse 12. Love is our political party beyond Republican and Democratic. Love is our race beyond Black and Hispanic. Love is our demographic identity. As Christians and Paul taught in Corinth that love doesn't rejoice in iniquity, including bad leadership. See 1 Corinthians 13 verse 6. Christ responded with the most practical sermons when he led his men whilst being assaulted by their own betrayal and the bad leadership in the wider community. He washed Judas's feet and he healed Malchus's ears, which are both extremely spiritually violent and subversive or disruptive responses to the bad choices of the Jewish religious leaders and his own disciple Judas. Ultimately, Judas hung himself with clean feet. When we replicate this approach, we ensure the global powers are judged and that our homes are bases of subversive or good, loving, or human and humane leadership. In King Jesus of Nazareth, we are empowered and expected to disrupt non-loving, that is bad leadership, with loving or good leadership including through proclaiming and displaying the gospel. Jesus, the good king, is here now. This is what we proclaim to these leaders by serving them, by discipling and mentoring and evangelizing them. The good king is here. 
and this is how he rules psalm 149 69 jeremiah 23 matthew 23 says the gospel is also to address bad leaders by more than turning the other cheek we only have two of them so this strategy isn't a permanent one as the revelation book shows romans 13 and other such references are coaching us to contribute to the society not to take up earthly military arms against bad leaders however the gospel isn't to passively allow their rule but to, but to disrupt it with love which holds people accountable to god if we recall one of the greatest hindu and uh, indian leaders let me not say hindu indian leaders mahatma gandhi if you recall martin luther king many of these leaders use this strategy of loving peaceful subversive leadership um, protests but it is a very powerful protest it is not passive uh, in the sense yes it's it's there's no military action that they're taking in a in a physical violent sense but the protests of a gandhi and a malcolm and a martin luther king were more effective than the protests of a malcolm x in getting long-term change in my opinion and based on the christian principle so we're not to take up military arms but we're not to be passive we're to disrupt bad leadership with love which holds our leaders accountable to yahweh peter insinuates that subjecting to leaders involves our suffering see first peter 2 13 to 21 christ showed us that despite him having the power to defend himself he chose humility to the world leaders which caused suffering that is his suffering was his plaque card continued attention as we continue to go through this divine download on Christian protest. How do we as males mentor our families to make loving and good choices whilst being immersed in bad and non-loving leadership? We just said that Jesus' protest was his suffering. The cross is the, the way in which he overcame bad leaders of the time. He overcame the devil. I believe Colossians teaches us that he embarrassed the devil. He stripped the devil of his power through the cross. And Paul says here that, so we are continuing here, that Paul says that God's leaders aren't a terror to good works in Romans 13 verse 3. And Peter seems to converge with this qualifier of good leaders punishing, not promoting evil. One view taken by modern church fathers like Richard Wormbrand is that God's leaders support good works and we only should submit to God's leaders he has a book called marked marked um, what's it called I think it's a marked for death or martyr uh, a martyrship book and it's a very powerful book that I believe they made a movie on and he makes this point in that book however Titus 3 and 1 Peter 2 verse 18 is used to counter this view. Peter exhorts believers who are slaves to subject themselves to all their masters, whether good or bad, 
and many use this to rebuke rebellion such as the Nat Turner Rebellion, the Maccabean Rebellion, the Morant Bay Rebellions in Jamaica, etc. Yahweh seems to prefer the approach in Egypt by the midwives, see Exodus 1.21. We indeed do rebel against bad leaders. And like Jesus, we put Malchus' ear back on so he can hear the gospel. And we wash Judah's feet by ministering the shoes of peace, not passivity amongst hate. We make the point that peace is different from passivity. Passivity implies doing nothing and being indifferent to the bad leadership around you. Peace implies here differently, which when you look at Ephesians 6, the, the armor of God, it says, your shoes is the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we understand that the army in those days, which they, Paul, I think, uses the Roman armament of the day as to make this point as to how a Christian should stand. And it's not a passive stand. The shoes of peace is how you, you stand against the enemy, gives you grip, so that when the enemy pushes against you, you actually can stand your ground. So in peace, in the shoes of peace, you are able to stand your ground to the enemy. And you are in fact able to take ground from the enemy. So it's an active stance, not a passive stance of being indifferent and not doing anything and just being pushed around by the system. With the shoes of peace, you are able to take ground, you are able to stand against the attacks of the adversary. And anybody who has a military kind of background know that the boots, uh, a, soldier's, a soldier's boots, is one of the most important parts of his, his armament. He uses this to march, and the boot is what you use to take a stand. If you're in close quarter combat, hand-to-hand -hand combat, this is what gives you your base from which you can fight. So peace is actually a very aggressive and a very assertive part of the, the military garment of Christians in Ephesians 6. So we say here, we wash the disciples' feet and we minister the shoes of peace, not passivity amidst hate, and that's a form of protest. Peace is not being passive. Peace, to be peaceful, is to be able to not respond in a similar way to the enemy is to be able to fight in a way that is calm but it's, it's controlled but it is still aggressive it is still assertive only the holy spirit teaches us how to distinguish between passivity and peace and there's a very popular pastor he was a former gang member i believe he's from la his name is seven and he said that we are saved not soft Lincoln here from Turn to Burn. Thank you for coming to the end of another Manliness Rally with us. If you need assistance in implementing and executing or following through on the proposals, on the suggestions, on the hints that we gave you today, we encourage you to visit us at famtfamily.com and to sign up for one of our Messianic programs. We also encourage you to join our Facebook family or at our Facebook handle, famtstrong. You can also email us at connect at famtfamily.com. Lincoln encouraging you to have a great day today, crushing effeminacy. Why rob God and this world of you and your family? And until next time, be nuclear.